Your Preparation Station with Donna Miller is on the air. Tune in for insight and encouragement for living a more sustainable, back-to-basics lifestyle. No matter where you've come from or what the future may hold, we hope each episode will encourage you with topics, guests and stories that inspire your journey towards self-sufficiency. And now, the hostess of your preparation station, Donna Miller. Welcome to another new episode of Your Preparation Station. I'm really delighted to have you with me again this evening. I have um, a very special guest, and I, I joke about this upon occasion, but this is, this is also very true. Uh, it's never a joke when I say it. It's really true, but it sounds funny. This is my excuse to get to visit with my friends, really, and you can listen in. Um, my guest tonight, Tammy Treyer, lives all the way across the other side of the country, but I would tell you, if we lived in the same neighborhood, we would be in big trouble. If we live in the same state, I think we'd be in big trouble. We could get into so many things together. Um, there are a lot of times that, you know, I just feel like she's the person I need to talk to, and we, we do a lot of messaging back and forth, but we don't get to actually talk on the phone too terribly often, and you might find out why as we get into a little bit more about her life, which is crazy, as is ours. Um, so this is a great excuse for me to visit with my friend Tammy as well as let you get to know her better. Tammy's been with us here at Prepare Magazine, and this is just a tiny portion of what she does. But she's one of our distinguished authors, which means she has been almost in every single issue, or if not every single issue, at least 90% of them since the very beginning in um 2012, if you add up all the issues that have gone out both in digital and print, Tammy has been in the majority of them. And it's because she does have a heart to share and encourage people. Her whole message jives so perfectly with the mission of Prepare Magazine, and that is to encourage you and equip you and empower you and tell you you can do this. Even if you weren't born into living a certain way, you can learn it, you can enjoy the journey, and um, that is what Prepare Magazine is all about, as well as the vision and mission that Tammy has. So she's a perfect partner to fit with us, um, but she's, that's definitely not all that Tammy does. Um, Tammy is a radio show host as well as um, author. She's just finished publishing a book, and we're going to get into that in a little while. And she lives in an off-grid cabin in Idaho. And we're going to talk a little bit about her life, uh, what got her started, a lot of the many different things that she's done. I do want to introduce you to some of the ways that you can connect with her. Obviously, if you read one of her articles in the magazine, there's a byline and a website. And then also in her bio, there um, is a uh, place you can click through and connect with her. But she does so much more than we actually have just in a magazine. So let me give you a verbal. Because if you're riding around and <clears throat> excuse me, bebopping along and listening to this, I'm going to give you a verbal way of how to connect with Tammy. Um, she has a lot of videos, a lot of great things. And from the very get-go, there's just different avenues that I would encourage you to connect with her. Even if you're not off-grid, Tammy still has some great stuff to share with you. She's an author, freelance writer, and I said before, radio show host at Mountain Woman Radio. <clears throat> she and her family live traditionally off-grid and they have a passion to help others and educate them by sharing their own experiences of how it's been living off the land uh, or dealing with autism or dealing with living a, 
gluten-free and dairy-free life and cooking that way, how they are with their self-reliance and their wilderness survival, traditional and primitive skills, and a whole lot of other things. You can follow Tammy's radio shows on iTunes and also on her website. So to keep up with her articles and things from her website, you can subscribe at treyerwilderness.com. That's T-R-A-Y-E-R, wilderness. I'm not going to spell that one. I hope you got that. (laughs) Or you can also follow her YouTube uh, channel, which you can type in to YouTube, Treyer Wilderness, T-R-A-Y-E-R, wilderness. Um, Put that at the end of YouTube and you'll go to her, her channel. Um, and we're going we're gonna to share a few other links throughout, so I hope you listen. She's also involved in Instagram, and you get a behind-the-scenes look. You can just type in Treyer Wilderness and Instagram there, too. And Facebook, same thing. <laughs> See, she's kept it nice and simple for you. Once you get it down pat once, you can find her all over iTunes, Facebook, Instagram. That's the best way to, to find out about Tammy. So I'm going to bring her in here and make sure that we have a good connection, and we're going to just take off, and honestly, we're going to visit. Um, and some of the stuff I already know, but I want her to be able to visit with you guys too and share some of her history of how she got started. So, Tammy, do I have a good connection with you? I hope so. Yay! <laughs> it's always amazing since we both kind of are in the middle of nowhere that we can connect like this. It's just awesome. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, and across the country, middle of nowhere, and I keep, you know, time zones. You are on what time zone are you in? Pacific. Okay, you're in Pacific, so we're on the exact opposite yep. two time zones for the nation. Um, yep. So we cover the cover the clock between you and I. Um, I. You know, let's just start from the beginning. I mean, I don't know if you want to go back to when you were in kindergarten or anything, but you know, how on earth did you get started living off grid and with a preparedness lifestyle? What pushed your buttons? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of funny. I think that God was instilling this in me for a very long time because um, by trade, I am a web designer and all I need is an internet connection in order to run my business. That also allows me to blog and be a writer and author as well. So it is kind of ironic because we do live in the middle of nowhere and I have a better internet connection than most, which is amazing and a blessing. Um, But what's funny is people ask me why I started my web design business or why I got involved in computers. My mother couldn't even begin to fathom why I was even bothering with computers when I was in high school. And, you know, looking back, it's just really funny how God planted the seeds because if I did not have this profession, we wouldn't have been able to do what we're doing because it afforded us the opportunity to live in the middle of nowhere and still have a profession to get us started out here. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I both grew up on farms and we both were very extremely passionate about the outdoors. If I wasn't dirty, I wasn't happy. If I wasn't (laughs) climbing a tree or playing in the creek or in the woods somewhere, I was not a happy girl. And um, it was just amazing when we met because we are so much alike. We have such a passion for the outdoors. And my son is high-functioning autistic, and we wanted to give him a really awesome opportunity to experience life. And Mm. we did live on a 250-acre farm, I'm sorry, 150-acre farm in Pennsylvania. And we were kind of in the middle of nowhere there also, but our desire was so deep and our calling just seemed to be out west. And 
Um, the more we searched for property, the more the property that we were looking, that we live on now, kept popping up. And it didn't matter if we were searching in Wyoming or Montana <laughs> or Idaho. This parcel kept popping up. So we looked at that as our sign that this was the place. And we purchased this property sight unseen from Pennsylvania and loaded up everything. And, and when I tell you this, we're talking in a time frame of about a month that we settled and, and we weren't even sure if we had the property for certain, but as soon as we settled, we packed up and within three weeks we were gone. <laughs> that and, is we, awesome. we, <laughs> and we left Pennsylvania with everybody that we knew betting on us that this was just an impossibility because they just <laughs> couldn't imagine. And the funny thing is our blog started, um, way back in 2010 as a pacifier for my family because they were afraid we were going to get eaten by wolves and bears living in an (laughs) eight foot by 14 foot canvas wall tent and in the middle of nowhere with no utilities, no way to reach the real world except for an occasional blog post to let them know we were still alive. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And, And honestly, it was the absolute best time of my life living in that canvas wall tent with the dirt under my feet and preparing we, we were living in that tent to build our home and um, it was just the most gratifying time in my entire life because I find that I feel I was born in the wrong era the more I live the more I want to be as simple as possible the more we live here the less I need and it's just an amazing feeling to be able to you know, bring your family to a location and be able to set up camp and just daily work at building your future and your life and, and seeing your autistic son just totally coming out of his shell and uh, basically being able to meet him, you know, and just experiencing life in the, at the, with no distractions, you know, yeah. there's no, there was no overhead, there was no TV, there was no internet, and we still don't have TV <laughs> haven't for a long, long time. It's just, it's really awesome to be able to live that way. And it's not for everybody. And, and like Donna said, you know, just because we live off grid doesn't mean that we can't share something with you because the life we're living, you don't have to be off grid to find yourself. You just need to step away from all the distractions yeah. and enjoy what you, and enjoy what you have. Exactly. That is exactly right. Very well, very well stated. It's, you don't have to take the uh, immediate three-week plunge and just move across country. <laughs> we, in our family, the joke is it's called a midnight move, and we can do one if necessary. And God says, let's go. Okay, it's a midnight move. And everybody in our family can pack and our entire home in less than 24 hours and be gone, you know, because we just don't have that much. And what we have is meant to be portable. So, you know, we can, we can do a midnight move. That is such an awesome thing. Sight unseen three weeks later out there you go. That is so cool. So how did it kind of um, build up from the ground? I know we, you know, that's like a, how many years story and Mm -hmm. lots of work, but a lot of sweat, blood, and tears. <laughs> um, it was it was quite it was an amazing experience. There was a point where we were we had the shell up and needed to get the roof on, and we ran out of money. Uh, we had on our way out, 
um, our pickup truck had broken down and it needed new injectors, which is like a $6,000 expense. And Joy. We, we were really um, stuck at that point because the truck was pulling a 24-foot gooseneck trailer and I was driving a 24-foot U-Haul. So everything we needed to exist was on that trailer. So we needed to purchase another vehicle to get us moving and decided to leave the truck there to be repaired later. So all that money came out of our building expenses. So it, yeah. it put us in a spot. But on our knees and praying and re, reanalyzing and everything, and, and God provided it all, it, it came to us miraculously. And we continued building, but it was just an amazing thing. And living off the grid like we are, uh, it's just such a, we wanted a freedom. that you know, We could have lived on the farm in Pennsylvania and been very happy, but we wanted that extra freedom, just being extremely selfless. And, and we, are, we are living our dream. It is an amazing thing. And there's a lot of misconceptions spoken about off-grid living. We are, we are not poor. Uh, we are not wealthy either, but we are not, you know, we, we have shoes, we have, we have, <laughs> we have modern day conveniences if we so choose. I have a shower, I have a flushing toilet that is in the house, um, you know, so we have, we have plumbing, we have electric, you know, and, and the misconception is that, well, when the sun goes down, you no longer have power, but we do, we have power that gets stored in batteries, so uh we have power all the time and we just choose to be super frugal. And that kind of was easy after living in a wall tent because we had one deep oil lantern in there for lighting and we had headlamps to go back and forth to the outhouse. So um, it <laughs> became very easy when we moved into a home to not need the lights and to, to not overuse power because we were so used to not having any. Yeah. So it was a pretty pretty cool experience that way <laughs> oh that is awesome now do you feel like your son loves this experience in this life because i know a lot of people are like well my kids aren't on board that's a, i hear that a lot um how is how are things with him he absolutely loves this lifestyle and my son is a lot like i am i am my husband and i are both very outgoing we are always looking for the next adventure crazy to some degrees and um <laughs> And I feel that if you are excited about something and make something fun, your children will view it that way too. Now, that's not always the case. I do realize that. Um, But he, I guess I instilled in my son from little on up to be ready for the next adventure. And he was, you know, he was in the U-Haul with um, a, a VHS recorder or that he could take with to watch while we were driving. We had borrowed electronic things for three hours and after all with the ride and what was coming ahead. And, and that's basically how it has been ever since. You know, there's always an adventure around the next corner for us. We're always doing something new and something different, and there's always something to be learned. So he really does treasure this lifestyle and now is ready um, to embrace that for himself, you know, and looking to live this life with his family. So it's really awesome. And and what these kids learn living a life like this, I think that if you have children that are, are naysayers and not into this lifestyle, I think they just need to experience some of it because it's really actually very wholesome and, and they get so much more gratification 
out of the simplicity. Like my son and I spend the mornings now gardening and he'll, he doesn't have to, he could be off doing something else. He just comes out and talks to me and we hang out and check out the vegetables and garden. And, you know, it's just a really, it's just really different. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. neat experience that you just kind of, your family values become much stronger. Um, and your children are so involved in every aspect of things that it's just very nurturing. And it's just like a child with discipline. You know, a child feels loved when they're disciplined, believe it or not, um, yeah. compared to not being disciplined. So when you bring them into something and you make them feel important, that their role is important, it also makes a huge difference. He's got a lot of chores here on the homestead that are very important. And, and his responsibilities have, I think, um, captivated him and also made him the man that he's becoming. So I'm, I'm real excited about all aspects of the, of our life here and how that has, um, really brought him out of his shell. And, um, it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) That is so awesome. Well, the, the truth is you're exactly right. Um, Kids can get that contagion of an excitement for a life you're living if you have it. Um, if you look at it as drudgery, they're going to kind of not want to do it. If you look at it as uh, a chore and something out of fear, they're not going to want to do it. Um, I mean, I don't know any kid that wants to be scared that the end is about to, you know, the, whoa, the end is near. And they're, you know, in their teens and 20s, they don't want to, or even their eights and nines, you know, they're little. They don't want to think about that. So it's not really about that. It's about the life that you get to have right now that's unique yeah. from anybody else's. It's not a cookie cutter. It's the one you get to design and how awesome to be able to yeah. to have that at that age. I mean, you know, so all all the so books, so the you know, the Tom Sawyers and all those books from from classics. Kids have mm-hmm. that freedom to really explore nature and and try things with their hands and learn stuff and and play a part in what's going on in their their life and their society versus oh boy, I'm going to make somebody mad. I'm sure by saying this, but versus sitting behind a screen and just twiddling their thumbs on a controller. Now I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that's not a, an acceptable occasional thing to do, but I know yeah. a lot of kids that that's all they do, and there's no yes. real connection with life. So, no, and you know our son's hands were just as dirty as ours building our home. So you know to live in our home every day, and to you know and to just look around our homestead. We've been here um, since 2010, so it's five years this year. And, I mean, it was overgrown wilderness land that we had. My husband was actually going around with a chainsaw cutting down the scrub oak type plants that were all over so that we could, like, start mapping out where we were going to build our home and everything. And it was just, it was really overgrown. And and to see what it's become and to have a role in just about every aspect of it, you know, it's not only, you know, to see it, but for him, the skills he's learned. You know, we also homeschool, so... And I'm, I feel very blessed to be able to homeschool him. And, and he, he gets taught all day, every day in some way or another. You know, my husband is a blacksmith, so he's in the, in the smithy. He's made knives. He's made machetes. He's made, you know, my son often has with him. And they're always making stuff, and they're always uh, MacGyvering something. And, <laughs> you know, and they've, they've built the barn together. We've built the house together. They've, you know, he helped with the chicken coop he helped with everything so moving on in life he's going to have all these skills but 
he's not only an outdoor kid, but he's helped me can, he helps me cook, he helps me garden, you know, so he's very well versed. And although some people think those are just girly chores, but those are life skills. And I just, I get such gratification teaching him and that he's excited to do it. As soon as I have a canning project, he is there with a knife in his hand (laughs) and he's ready to go always. And it's just awesome. And we have a blast doing it. Oh, yeah. Some of the best memories you make with your kids are in the kitchen. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. Some of the best yep. ones are in the kitchen. That is so true. Well, we're going yeah, um, to take a really quick break, and I do want to come back and talk to you about some things that are going on in your life right now. Um, you have a new book out, and I do want to ask how the fires are going in Idaho and how you're faring, and then talk about some of the life right now, how, how it differs for you than it does for maybe your basic typical American. So we'll be right back with Tammy Trayer from Trayer Wilderness. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. Your preparation station is on the air. Welcome back, and thank you for staying tuned after the word from our sponsors. I am here with Tammy Trayer from TrayerWilderness.com, and she is one of our distinguished authors for Prepare Magazine. Along with her real rest of her life, she is graciously contributing to our magazine on a regular basis in hopes to encourage you. And I think if you stayed and listened to the first part, you can hear just the the contagious, infectious joy she has for the life that she's been blessed to live. And I, I love getting to talk with Tammy. Um, and you can tell, you can hear, this is real life. This isn't something staged or canned or it doesn't sound like everybody else's life. Um, she walks the talk, literally. <laughs> and in a three-week period, made that choice. Um, which I think, I'm sorry, I think that's like the most awesome story. Um, we're kind of we're kind of spontaneous spur-of-the-moment people too, so that, that made my day. Um, we've we've been hearing in the news, and I want to get this. I want to ask you this because this is merely personal. Nobody else really might even know. Are you guys doing okay with the fires going on in Idaho now? We had a little bit of a scare for about a two-week period. There was a lightning strike that was about forty minutes from us. And although it was far enough away, it was also way too close. Um, Back in 1910, 2 million acres burned in less than two days. So a fire can move really, really fast. So prior to that lightning strike, we had our we're going to do, and we had a, a list together of what we would grab if we only had 15 minutes to think about it. And we had a list together of what we would grab if we had to evacuate so that we would be able to basically have everything we needed to set up camp and do it all over again. And when that lightning strike hit, there was a lot of smoke coming in. There's a lot of uh, fires within two and 
three and four hours from us, and we've been getting a lot of heavy smoke cover. Saturday, we actually had such thick smoke here that there was just no way to be outside. It was horrible. It looked like there was a fire in our backyard hmm. from all the smoke. So we were we were inside. It was um, hazardous air conditions, and we were thankfully blessed with rain. Um, oh, good. Meant Saturday, Saturday night and Sunday morning, we were blessed with rain. It did soak the ground, but it, it was, you know, it wasn't substantial, but we will take, oh, it was a glorious sound. I've never <laughs> thought I would, I love the sound of rain on the tin roof, but boy, mm-hmm. was it something, it was just a really glorious sound to hear that rain coming down. Cause we have not had rain for over three months and it's been yeah. so dry. And that, and that fire was scary because its location was on the other side of the ridge and had it hit the top of that ridge, we had heavy winds for three or four days. All it would have taken was to hit the top of that ridge and it would have just been come. And so you said about the midnight packing, we packed the <laughs> lightning strike was Thursday or fr- Friday night. And we had our house packed. It looks right now like we are either moving in or moving out one or the <laughs> other, but we had the trailers backed up to the house and in ready to pull out. We had the, everything we needed packed and some of it was already loaded on the trailer. So, you know, it's, it's a scary thing because a lot of people, it was really scary for me because Austin and I had gone into town and to get feed and we're talking to people. And some of these people lived 20 minutes closer to that fire than we did. So they were right under, right there at that fire and they didn't even know about it. So that was my wake up call. Since that day, I have been posting all kinds of tidbits because we're not fear. We, we absolutely refuse to do the fear mongering thing because that's not what this is about. This is our lifestyle. It's a passion. It's a love for life and it's a way of preparedness. And, but that was a real eye opener to realize how many people had their head in the sand. And it was just scary as all get out because Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, I'd, I'd rather be prepared and people think I'm absolutely nuts than to be incinerated. So that was the (laughs) angle we took. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because, so, you know, I bet a lot of people hadn't even thought. I mean, I, I've known, I knew you were in where you were and knew where the fires were. So I I kind of have been keeping an eye on it. Of course, news to the East Coast is slightly outdated and time time is right. an issue. We're not, we may not be right, right. up on it. <laughs> it's like we always get a phone call if there's an ice storm anywhere in the state of North Carolina. No, it's nowhere near <laughs> us. It's nowhere near us. You know, but... But so I've been kind of aware of it. But what I think is funny is to listen to you say this. A lot of people may think, well, they live off grid. They have nothing to worry about. You even have to prepare when you are prepared for so many other things because you're not relying on a system. You even have to prepare for this unplanned event that could just happen to you at any moment. Yeah, and we are surrounded by wilderness. We We are surrounded by tall timber and there's nothing but forest for miles and miles and miles. miles. So, I mean, and we only have one way in and out of here. So if the fire would have been coming in that direction, which it would have been, you know, we we would have had two options, to be faster than the fire or to go take refuge in a river that's not too awful far from us with wool blankets over our head and just let everything burn, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being prepared is huge. And also being aware of your surroundings. I can't express that enough because, like, we don't have a TV. We can't get radio stations out here except 
we're through the internet. Everything we do is through the internet. So if our internet tower goes down, we are without any form of communication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that is the touch of being still attached to the modern day world and living in a traditional way. And I, and I'm, I'm grateful for that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it's really important to, to know where to look for things and how to find things and to stay on top of things, even if you are disconnected from things. You yeah. Know, you have to know what's going on around. So, and, and there were so many people, many of my friends were evacuated and they had fire on either side of the road as they're heading out and, and in the different states we had friends. So it, it was, it, it was just really, we were living in a tinderbox. So to have yeah. the rain come in and have blue skies and fresh air is just, I it's just something to experience. I had never experienced it before. I mean, we know how to be prepared and we know what we needed to grab to get. And, and it's amazing how the things that hold such strong value to you have absolutely little value when you really look at the big picture, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we're simple people to begin with. Like you said, it doesn't take much for us to pack because we don't have a lot, but, but, um, yeah, I have a specific yellow bowl and a couple cast iron pans that have to go yep. with, I mean that's it yep. <laughs> as far as my kitchen yep. is concerned that's the yellow bowl that, that <laughs> Nana gave us and all the kids ate out of for pancakes on Sunday morning that's going I don't care and you know <laughs> the the heirloom cast iron pans we're out of here yep. and so that's my whole kitchen packing um, well, so, yeah it is funny isn't it yes yeah and the mountain man made me a hope chest when uh, we got together and I'm like okay that was just, it's just going to have to stay. And then I'm like, no, wait, I can pack all my cast iron in that. <laughs> See, the <laughs> priorities are completely in line. It makes complete sense. I don't know who's carrying that heavy stuff, but it's going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Well, now, <clears throat> on a lighter note, because you you're not having to really be kind of on, on edge, you know, being as nervous about it as you were. Uh, thank the Lord for the rescue of the rain. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the new book that you have out. Um, and this okay. goes along with your lifestyle. You have a brand new cookbook out. Um, tell, us, tell us about it. Well, this is a volume one. There will be a volume two and maybe even more. But the intention of this book, we, with, with my son being autistic, we have found that the gluten-free and casing-free, which is wheat and dairy-free, um, has just been a blessing to him. And I have found also that I need to watch um, the glutens and a lot of the preservatives in our food. And we have been off of processed foods for three years now completely. And being that we are off of all of the processed foods, if we have any processed foods, we actually get sick. Yeah. So it's, it's really crazy to learn what these things do to your system, all the inflammation, the lack of being able to sleep, uh, joint pain, all that stuff. It goes away when you actually start eating healthy. And we have been on the gluten-free and dairy-free diet for well over 10 years with Austin. So this has been a passion for me to always be able to replace and make the things that he likes, even though Mm -hmm. he can't have the original counterpart. So I have been baking endlessly and cooking endlessly uh, to perfect certain things that he likes. And we do a lot of canning. There are a lot of family recipes that are very important to us. And the cookbook was kind of a barrage of a couple things. One, it was to help other people to embrace and to start to take on a whole foods diet 
And there's still a lot of goodies in there. There's like peppermint patty recipes and candy recipes and all that. And um, not all necessarily on a, a wholesome level. I mean, there's still sweets. I still bake it with um, your organic cane sugar and also yeah. use honey, honey instead of sweeteners. But then it was also for me to be able to have all my recipes in one place. So <laughs> I should I should do this too because my recipes are everywhere. Yeah. Yes, I'm loving. God. Oh, that's awesome. Now I notice on the front um of the book, it's called the Trayer Wilderness Cookbook, um Homesteading the Traditional Way, Volume 1, which means and with great anticipation, more to come. You've got the Wonder Mill Junior Deluxe, right. my absolute favorite manual mill on the planet. Um are all of yep. these done with off with an off grid flair, um, or can they also be adapted to your basic suburban home? They can be both. There's actually um, all the recipes can be regular recipes as well as gluten recipes, gluten free mm-hmm. and dairy free recipes. There's all kinds of substitutions and information there. It also mentions using um, such things as the Wonder Mill, and then also using your modern day counterparts. Um, granted, that is a modern day, but we have. We chose to get rid of all of our electric appliances and use the antiques. So my cooking is all traditional, but I knew that everybody else wasn't quite there yet or thinking that way. So it it is a cookbook to cover uh, for anybody. And it covers uh, using essential oils in your baking and cooking. There's also a very nice section on tips and tricks to cooking with gluten-free and dairy-free because there are definitely some tricks there and a lot Mm -hmm. of people suffer and it's a costly expense when you suffer when you're cooking with these sometimes expensive flours and things. So I also give tips in there on different products that I use that I've found great success in. And there's also a section on um, cooking on the wood stove as well as uh, solar cooking, which I do all year long also. Um, the wood stove we cook on yeah. in the wintertime, I try to use that more than I do my uh, regular stove. But, um, we, you know, we try to go the traditional route all the time. But there are so many different um, tips and, and um, new ideas for people to consider, such as the solar cooking, because I do my bread, pastries, pizzas, I do everything dehydrating in my solar ovens out here, mm-hmm. especially this year without being able to have fires for three months. So um, it's a great, a great, great tool to be able to cook and, and even camp and also, you know, for your um, survival situation. So it's awesome. I, yeah, I love, love, love the sun oven. I always joke that it's the grown-up easy-bake oven. I mean, it's just I play <laughs> with it just like I did with that little light bulb that cooked the package cake i totally have a good time with that thing um yeah it's it's great but my kids always say oh you're out there playing with that again yes i am you picking up any alien any aliens no i'm not but i'm baking dinner you know so it's a satellite dish yeah it does and my guys love it because i don't have to go out and turn my my son oven to keep it with the sun because my guys are constantly peeking in it to see what it looks like (laughs) smell it and turn it for me so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, that's brilliant plan, Tammy. I love it. <laughs> it works that out well. It's like having an, a live rotisserie person, not just the yep. the machine. That's so cool. 
<laughs> well, um, we're going to take a real quick break again, and um, then I promise no more commercial breaks. I want to talk to you about some things you have kind of on the, you know, visions for the future. We didn't get much chance to go into um, – you know, comparison of life now, but considering what I know you've got in store for the future, that'll actually come in handy for the next segment. So if you don't mind, we'll just take a real quick break and we'll come back. Is that good with you? It's perfect. Okay, awesome. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828 536 4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills, and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please visit our website and then visit our paradise, turtleislandpreserve.org, or call 828-265-2267. Your preparation station is on the air. Welcome back to our last segment here of your preparation station. I'm here with my friend Tammy Treyer, and I promise no more commercial interruptions from here on out. Um, we had a chance to talk about, gosh, lots of great stuff. If you're just now listening, squeak back there and start over. <laughs> there you go. Um, we're going to talk with Tammy about some things she sees coming in the future, some things she's got in her little bag of tricks planning to put forth for you guys. Um, but before I do that, Tammy, because this kind of segues into your next new um, adventure, can you give us kind of an example for those who don't live off-grid? I mean, we have kind of half off-grid, half not. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. We have some things that are still hooked up to traditional power and some things that aren't. We're, we're in that moving phase. Um, what do, do certain things look like that might People might either think they're really different or they actually are really different. Like, what about laundry? How is that for you? Okay. That's funny because that's the first thing that popped in my mind when you were starting to ask the question. Um, basically, everything we do here is based on the sun. So 
wash is done on a sunny day. And um, that way I can use my nice uh, pooly Amish wash line out the back anyway when it's nice and sunny. But um, things that require excess power, such as my husband's power tools. The washing machine is efficient. It pulls about 300 watts of power. So um, we just focus on doing everything like that on a sunny day. Um, I do have the traditional counterparts in the event that we'd ever need to. I have my washboard in my tub so I can wash my wash regardless, but we do have a washing machine. Um, But yeah, everything is based upon the sun because during the day you're pulling in the most power and Mm -hmm. at night you're basically running off of what you've stored in the batteries during the day. Uh, So it's just a smart thing in our opinion to focus on doing things when the sun shines. So um, we could do it otherwise. The only difference would be that we would need to use a generator um, to charge our batteries when we uh, deplete our power that's stored in them. And that's just an added expense for us. And we, that's yeah. why we do what we do, because we don't want any extra bills and any additional bills. We wanna, we'll live as frugally as we choose, where others may choose to you know, just go along with business as usual and just have that fuel expense. But our choice is to be frugal. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention the uh, you use the cook stove in the winter. I mean, I understand this one. We do too. Uh, it's like it's half heat, half cook. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do some dual purpose. Um, okay. Any anything else that you just find is blaringly different for off grid? It may not be. Um. Well. It's kind of funny when we have guests, that's when we seem to have our biggest struggles because we're not used <laughs> to our lifestyle. So it gets interesting. But um, in the fall months, it gets gray. And if you have too many gray days in a row, um, things start to lose power. Uh, so we, use it, we have to use a generator. And when, we, when it's just us, you know, we don't have a problem, but when we have guests and everybody's using the different things um, and going about business as usual, that's when we find that we, you know, we're running our generators more often. But um, one thing that we did do different, and um, that'll be something that'll be in my uh, new book, is um, we ran our well differently than the average home. When you turn your faucet on, it turns your well on and pulls water from the well. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of power and we chose to do different we have our well hooked into our breaker box and we have a 275 gallon tank in our solar room that holds our water so on a sunny day we flip that breaker fill that tank up and and have i have a macgyver i have the ultimate macgyver <laughs> i will never ever ever need anybody never need a handyman he is amazing but he has it rigged up that it is using an RV pump. Our house is plumbed just like a normal house, but we use an RV pump that is using a small solar panel separate from the solar system that our house uses to push the water into our home. So when we turn the faucet on, um, the RV pump kicks in and pulls the water into the house. That tends to be the one that we have the biggest problem with because it is only using one marine battery. And um, when we have guests, they like to... uh, 
you know, take showers every day and, and <laughs> wash the dishes when the sun's not shining and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, it, it pulls, it drains that battery a little faster. So, but other than that, you know, basically everything is the same. You know, we just have to be, we choose to be more cautious and we chose, like, we don't have a microwave just because I like to use my cast iron and, yep. and, and using the wood stove is because it makes my house smell amazing when I am baking fresh bread on that mm-hmm. wood stove and we're having a roast cooking on there all day long. You have the most tender meat you could ever begin to imagine. And it's just so amazing. And we eat all wild games. So it just, it's awesome. That is, that is so cool. Now you alluded to the book that you're, you're kind of in the process of writing. It should be out sometime in the month of, De- of September of 2015. Um, yes. So maybe someone listening to this is already, you know, it's a little later and they, they want to find it. Your, your first book, um, we gave you the, we gave the title to, but now this is going to be called How to Embrace an Off-Grid Lifestyle. Is that what this one will be called? Yes, yes. And um, both will be available on our website. The cookbook is available on our website for sale, but it's also available for free. So if you are interested in uh, getting my weekly newsletter, you can subscribe to our newsletter on our website, and you'll actually get the cookbook for free. And uh, the uh, other book is just another passion of mine to share with people how to embrace such a lifestyle, the um, varying things that make a difference in living the lifestyle, also breaking the misconceptions of off-grid living and the varying different types of alternative energy and the different things to consider. And, um, you know, also our building hacks, um, such as the water. (laughs) There have been several others, and that has just been, you know, like I said, I'm blessed to have my husband, and he does such amazing things here and just has an amazing mind. So it really helps. But there are a lot of people that, you know, aren't at that level or don't think that way. I know so many men that I grew up with that just didn't think that way. So, you know, to be able to learn um, from his skills, and he loves teaching as well. So that's something that we are really um, trying to accomplish with the book is in sharing some of these techniques and skills that can make your life so much better, uh, give you more power, and keep, you know, the pocketbook heavy instead of emptying it so <laughs> well that's true i know a lot of people talk about gosh it costs so much to get off the grid you know solar panels are this much or whatever is this a book is this going to be something that say like we have the old homestead that we are transitioning and everything is you know wired from the 1930s to be 1930s mm-hmm. electricity when it finally got to that area <laughs> finally mm-hmm. um Right. Uh, is this going to be something somebody could take their home and like start to transition over certain things because of the different building hacks and power hacks that you guys sure. have, have tried out? Sure, because anything in here can be done on your home as well. And um, this will be a progressive thing. I have actually six books started. Um, so <laughs> In all your spare time, yeah. <laughs> I got yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> So to be able to progress from one to the other will be where we will be sharing. Like um, the other book that we have started is all, uh, one that will actually have the blueprints in for the cabin that we built traditionally. So it, it, everything we do, we felt very led to come out here and didn't exactly know why, but as we progress here, we learn why that our skills and our our passions to share are going to help other people to be able to move forward in this uncertain lifestyle that is upon us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, 
that's what we're aiming to do is to share what we have done um, so that other people can. And, you know, people say how expensive solar is. And, and when you listen to the media, they make it sound so scary. And, and yeah. uh, it's, it's really not. Um, we paid $14,000 for a $21,000 system. We went with a 48-volt system, which is very large. Uh, most people go with a 24-volt and you could easily get away with a 24 volt. We could actually also, but we weren't certain with the power tools that my husband uses for his business as to whether that would work or not. So we decided to just go for it. And what was really funny is we already had our solar purchase and I just decided to call the electric company out here just for kicks and giggles to see what they would charge. And they were going to charge us 60, that's $60,000 oh to run the power to us. And that did not include the easements that we would have needed to get through the state land and varying other parcels that it would have had across to get here. And I just laughed at the guy and said, okay, thanks. I'm really, I really appreciate you sharing that with me because we already have solar. And my husband just looked at me and dropped his mouth. He's like, I can't believe you just told him that. I'm like, I don't care. They're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That is nuts. You could like buy six houses for that. Really? (laughs) You think about it. No kidding. Well, and, and the amount of power you could supply your family with alternatively cost, I mean, you could still get wind, you could still even do hydro and still have probably $40,000 less, you know, I mean, it's insane. And, yeah. and what's really cool is we are here five years and that was in May that we were here five years and our system is paid for. Yeah. Our system is completely paid for if we took into consideration what we were paying on the farm for electric. And so it's really not as bad as they make it sound. The, lay, the money up front might be a little tough at first for some mm-hmm. of us, but it, it's well worth it. The freedom you have is just amazing. We have been without power for three days. And the only reason it was for three days is because it took that long for the, second br- for the breaker to be sent to us that blew. Ah, and, so it's not even a, and, it's not even a design flaw or a functional no, flaw. No. It's a a broken part. A brace. Yep. And you know what else? We had power during those three days. Um, we we milked it out and and were very <laughs> frugal and kept our power going and had to use the generator one time. So That's you awesome. know, I was never mind. I got really lucky, but uh, it's funny because we'll be sitting here and notice that nobody's communicating on Facebook locally and it's like, hmm, that's really weird. Go out and power's been out for three or four days and we have no clue. <laughs> that's funny. And they probably are looking up at your house going, Good grief <laughs> If they could see it. They probably can't see it. But, you no. know if they, if they could, they'd go, Wait, they've got it. What's going on? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That is so awesome. And you obviously, you've alluded to this, that there are some things coming down the pike. That, that the whole reason yeah. for preparing, um, you know, for you has, has a certain meaning and a certain reason. Um, what would you say to someone who right now is listening and they're, for lack of a better word, they're a little panicked because everything in the news and all things are starting to point to what you and I have kind of known has been coming um, but they may right. just now see some things that are making them a little bit uneasy, but they don't have really maybe the time, resources, or whatever to make a massive lifestyle change. What can they do now? Stay right where you are and be very thankful for everything you have because most people are so um, 
they're just not content with where they are, what they have, and it's a skill. You need to learn to be content with what you have, and what you need to focus on is knowledge. You need to educate yourself. Prepare Magazine is a great place to start, and educate yourself on the things that you will need um, moving forward, canning your food, mm-hmm. uh, pre- preserving your food in varying ways, such as dehydrating, stocking up on some things, uh, paying attention to what you have and what you need. Um, a good example is with our fire situation. Um, you know, many people suddenly realized that they didn't have all the things they needed where we do, and that's, some, that's because we really – we really focus on the things that we need. Um, the best thing I can suggest is um, think about it as if you were going for a three or seven day power outage, that your power is out. What would you need to survive? Another thing most people do is shop and go grocery shopping every day or every other day instead mm-hmm. of having things on hand and having things on hand, what things do you want to have on hand? I suggest having dried beans and uh, rice. You can stock up on a lot of food very inexpensively if you purchase the raw ingredients and cook as a whole foods diet. So yeah. instead of purchasing your processed foods. So when you start looking at those things and, and analyzing, you know, what you have in your pantry now, what you should have in your pantry, um, and just learning some of the basic skills that you may not have. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to can, and, and um, it's, it's not a bad thing, and it's, it's not a scary thing either. Many people are afraid to try it, but it's, an, it's, a, it's a skill that is actually a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of training videos on that. But just prepare as, and start thinking what you would need to survive for seven days in your home. And if you don't have water, if you don't have alternative ways of cooking, if you don't have um, alternative lighting, um, just think of those things you would need for that first seven days. And that in itself will be a huge start because it'll start making you realize the things that you may not have available to you and that you might need. Mm -hmm. Our, our focus on our lifestyle, you know, there's, there's um, many people that view us as preppers, and many that U.S. is homesteaders, and I feel that really we're a combination of both, and it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Every day we are preparing for our future. Every day we are making a step forward to prepare for our future. So every day embrace something new, a new skill, a new knowledge. Create a notebook and start putting all your recipes in it. Create a notebook and put all the how-tos in that you find from valid resources and um, start educating yourself, putting these things down and filing these things. That's when you will start to remember them also because it's hard to retain things sometimes. But by recording them and, and making a list and computing this list with your family, sharing this list with your family, sitting down as a family and going over lists of things you're going to need will help them to also realize you know, the importance of them. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That's very good advice. I mean, it's kind of a taking stock in what you have on hand right now, the abilities you have, the skills you have and the skills you need, and just yep. bloom where you're planted. Um, it's probably yep. going to be a lot better than trying to figure out where to run to right at the moment. Right. Because um, you right. you're going to need to take the skills with you to get the opportunity to go anywhere else anyway. So you might as well develop those now. 
So exactly, exactly, because like part of our fire education that we were mentioning, you know, for us, we could pack our our bags, just our our rucks and go, Mm -hmm. and we would be able to live indefinitely only because we have the skills to pull things from the wild, to eat from the wild, to forage from the wild, to build from the wild. You know, we know all those skills. So it is truly when it, when you really boil it down to soup to nuts, it's the knowledge and the skills that matter the mm-hmm. most and, and, and you can learn them anywhere and, right. and just being content and, and starting to refocus. It's a huge thing is, and, and, and like you said, realizing what you, what you know and what you need to know is, is really important aspects of things. Yeah, that's great advice, Tammy. Um, I, I hate that our time has run out because we could talk <laughs> all afternoon, and everybody would just have to sit and listen. Because <laughs> I mean, we we could actually do. I think I need to, you know, have you on my just my cooking show for thirty minutes. We just talk about great good food, whole foods. Oh yeah, we'll have to do that one um, before too long um, nice. to introduce people to your new your new cookbook and, and because of of your style and and you mentioned a thing that said single ingredients are cheaper they are and boy we could i could go off on a tangent there all day oh yeah yeah oh yeah it gave me okay we have a whole show to do there we'll just do that another time but i'm I'm so glad you spent some time with me today and that um, folks were able to listen in get to know a little bit more about you i want to encourage everybody um click through the links that are, are on the page about tammy that'll save you from having to listen to me rattle them off here but if you are listening on the itunes or on your smartphone um on somehow you're you're not in front of the computer to click these links let me just give you the easiest way to do it first you want to go to tammy's website which is treyerwilderness.com t-r-a-y-e-r-w-i-l-d-e-r-n-e-s-s.com and sign up for her newsletters and just tool around the blog and see all the great stuff that's there i'm sure you'll find ways to connect there as well but if you're on iTunes or if you're on Facebook or if you're on Instagram, just type in Treyer Wilderness and you will find all the great stuff that Tammy has there on those three wonderful little entities to connect to. So, um, but, you know, there's going to be a lot more info in the show notes, so click there and, and connect if that makes it easier on you. I hope that you will connect with Tammy. Obviously, you can tell we have a good time. She's, she's a dear soul, uh, and I love hearing the story. I knew parts of it before, but not the three weeks you know take off across country didn't know that one that was awesome um every time we talk we just have a good time so i i will encourage you to connect with her and i'm just thrilled and delighted that you are part of our prepare magazine family and that you're just constantly pouring out encouraging words for other people and uh you're a real blessing in my life tammy Likewise, you are a blessing to me, and it's really an honor to be a part of that and to be a part of your show today. I just love the opportunity to reach people, and and I just feel very blessed. And you, I I feel very blessed to have you as a friend. So thank you, dear, very much. (laughs) It is always a joy, always a joy. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed today. I know we did, Um, and we'll have to avoid talking for hours after we hang up. But please tune in again, connect with Tammy, and we hope you enjoy reading what she has to share. God bless you and we'll talk with you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of your preparation station with Donna Miller. We would love to hear from you. Please connect with us at yourpreparationstation.com and on Facebook. Tune in again next time for another encouraging episode. Until then, keep growing and finding joy in the journey.